0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: 104 Trapped in Room 104
0: It's Cormac and Sisha here on this Halloween special on Room 104. Hope you're well. Now, as you are more than aware, 2020 hasn't been all that great for anyone. You're now stuck in your 5 kilometer radius, stuck inside your own home. But what could be worse than being trapped inside your own home? What about being trapped inside your own body? Unable to move, to speak, or communicate with anyone at all. Can you imagine how panicked you would be stuck inside your own body when everyone on the outside thinks your brain dead, but you can actually hear and see absolutely everything? Well, that's what happened to Martin Pistorius. He spent 10 years trapped inside his own body, paralysed with everyone on the outside thinking he was gone. We got in contact with Martin about coming on the show tonight and he agreed, but it was a slightly different interview. His ordeal means that he can't actually speak, but he did answer our questions by using a text-to-speech function on his laptop, which he sent on to us. So we've edited this together so it'll make more sense for you, but we started off by asking Martin how exactly this happened to him.
1: I began life as a normal, happy, healthy child. When I was 12 years old, I came home from school one day not feeling well. At first the doctors thought I had flu and prescribed the usual treatment. However, My condition steadily got worse and I was hospitalised. My body weakened and I lost the ability to speak and control my movements. I slipped away, becoming trapped inside my body.
0: Were you always aware of what was happening or did that wind up coming on later?
1: For approximately the first four years I was completely unaware of my surroundings. Then gradually my mind started knitting itself back together. My memories are quite fuzzy from that early period because my awareness was something that returned gradually. I remember being moved, lifted from wheelchair to bed, being fed and cared for. I also remember once looking at a skirting board. I remember looking at it and feeling very confused and puzzled by it. I didn't know what it was but felt I should. But once I was fully aware again and conscious about what was going on around me, I could see hear and understand everything but nobody realized that.
0: How scary was it realizing that you couldn't speak or move?
1: I often say it was like being a ghost, which is why the title of my book is Ghost Boy. I could hear, see and understand everything around me but I had absolutely no power over anything. For me, that feeling of complete and utter powerlessness is probably the worst feeling I have ever experienced, and I hope I never have to experience again. It is like you don't exist, every single thing in your life is decided by someone else. Everything, from what you wear, to what you eat and drink, even if, you eat or drink, to where you will be tomorrow, or next week, and there is truly nothing you can do about it.
0: Were you ever conflicted, like happy to be alive and aware, or frustrated because no one else knew?
1: Conflicted? At the time, I was so focused on trying to survive and comprehend my reality that I don't think I thought of it in that way. Thinking about it now, yes there were brief moments when I was glad to be alive, but as time passed, and I began to realize that not only was I trapped in my body, but that I was probably going to spend the rest of my life in this state, I really struggled with that. Can
0: you remember the lowest point, like how difficult was it being absolutely aware of everything but absolutely nobody knew you were aware.
1: There were many low points, and several moments where I simply gave up, a lot of which I talk about in my book. One of the things I found particularly difficult was the profound effect my situation had on my family. A number of my parents' friends seemed to drift away, it had a negative impact on my father's career, and my brother and sister perhaps didn't get the attention they deserved. But I think it was worst for my mum, I think it would be difficult for any mother. My mum said it felt like her little boy had died when he was 12. One night after yet another lengthy argument between my parents, my mother turned to me and told me I must die. Obviously in that moment, that was a really difficult thing to hear, particularly coming from my mum. I was upset by it of course. But I never felt any hard feelings towards my mother for saying that. And it wasn't like it wasn't something I hadn't already thought about. Looking back, I am not angry or resentful, or anything. In fact I feel enormous compassion for my mum, because it was a really hard time for her.
0: Was there anything that actually helped you get through it?
1: Mostly through escaping into my mind. I would literally lose myself in my imagination. I'd imagine all sorts of things, like being very small and climbing into a spaceship and flying away. Or that my wheelchair would magically transform into a flying vehicle a la James Bond, with rockets and missiles. Or playing cricket, especially in the later years, I spent a lot of time fantasizing about cricket. I would sometimes watch things move, whether it be how sunlight moved throughout the day, Or watching insects of some sort scurry about, but really I lived in my mind to the point where at times I was oblivious to the world around me. I would also have conversations with people in my mind. To be honest, I still find myself doing that.
0: So then who was it that thought you were aware of your surroundings and how long was it into the coma or the trapped state that you were in when all of that happened?
1: Verna, a quiet, soft-spoken shy person who started working at the day care centre I was in at the time. At first I didn't think anything of her, she was just another carer. I had seen so many of them come and go over the years. But then I began to notice and sense that she was different. She was special, the catalyst who changed everything. She treated and spoke to me differently. Verna would talk to me as if I understood almost expecting a response when she eventually picked up on the subtle signs that I understood what she was saying and began to see me. It was amazing, really exciting. It gave me something else to focus on and think about. I think being seen, and having another person validate your existence is incredibly important. In a sense it makes you feel like you matter. She happened to see a program about augmentative and alternative communication on television and realized it could possibly help me. She spoke to my parents about taking me to be assessed. In July 2001, I was taken for an assessment where I could demonstrate that I had the potential to communicate. I was 26 years old by then.
0: Like, How did you recover from it? Like, When did people suddenly realize that you were conscious and how did they react?
1: I talk a lot about this in my book. Although it took time, once I could communicate it was like my world exploded back into life. It was truly amazing. In fact for the first few years I was so caught up and even overwhelmed by everything. It was like I was this man-child, new in the world. It was scary and wonderful all at the same time. I simply wanted to live and enjoy life, after all I had been given a second chance.
0: What's your life like today and how do you manage that on a day-to-day basis
1: my recovery has been a long and difficult process and so much has happened i met and married the most amazing and beautiful woman i moved to england i got to study computer science i wrote a book about my journey which incredibly became an international bestseller life has its challenges but the same is true for everyone my life now is truly wonderful i still can't physically speak so I communicate using either a computer or iPad. I am still in a wheelchair, although I am a lot stronger physically. In fact, I took up wheelchair racing a few years ago, and even got to compete in Switzerland. My wife and I were told that it wouldn't be possible for us to have children. We were upset and disappointed but accepted this and moved on. Only to be surprised that a baby was on its way. My son, Sebastian is now a delightful and very busy 22-month-old. So much has happened that I almost need to write another book. I am incredibly blessed in countless ways. It's not been easy, but I am so thankful to be where I am today, and look forward to each new day, and I'm excited to discover what the future holds. Mark
0: Pistorius, thanks so many for speaking to us here on uh, F104 tonight.
1: Thank you. Great talking to you.